Welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. I am your host, Tatiana Kuto, and I am a master mindset coach, and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create your best life possible. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, life, happiness, and success, then you are in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you see the potential within yourself, to be able to break the limiting beliefs and habits that are holding you back, and to help you feel inspired to get clear with who you are in order to create the life you desire. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi loves, welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. Are you guys ready to learn all about the energetics behind money? If so, you are on the right episode. I just got off of an amazing interview with Sandy Fernandez, who is the president and founder of Karmic Currency, the business that shares the energetics behind business and finances. And this episode is so juicy. We obviously talk about money, healing your money stories, but we even go so much more in depth on the energetic side. We talk all about that woo-woo energy, the chakras, how to become balanced with them so you can learn how to heal your money story and attract more money into your life. We go, this, you guys, this conversation was so much fun to do. I learned so much on how to tap into my spiritual gifts that we all have, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen and learn more about it for yourself. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Radiant Life Podcast. Today is going to be such a good conversation. I have Sandy Fernandez here, and she is the president and founder of Karmic Currency, which is the energy behind business and finances. And she is now the founder of Her Worth Circle, which is a financial literacy for women. So welcome, Sandy. I'm so happy to have you here. Yay. Thank you so much, Tati. I'm so excited to be with you and to share with your audience and your community and talk about all the magic. (laughs) Yes. I love it. I'm so excited. So I met Sandy, just so you guys have a background, um, at the drinks and dinero event in Miami. Was that two months ago, a month ago? I don't even know. I think time flies when you're having fun. I have no idea. Not two months ago. I think it was in October. Yeah. And it was so much fun meeting all these women, all these Latinas talking about their money journey. And I got to meet Sandy and read her book already. So I just want to dive in. So can you share with us and the listeners a little bit more of who you are, what you do and how you got to bring the energetics with money? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's everybody's favorite topic, right? To talk about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so definitely. Um, so again, my name is Sandy and president and founder of Karmic Currency. And I started Karmic Currency five years ago. My background is banking and finance. And I did that for 25 years. And I had $90 million under my portfolio, under my asset management. And in 2017, I was fired from my VP position at the bank. And to be completely honest, and for those of you who are getting to know me, just hear me for the first time, you'll hear me say this over and over. I hated that freaking job. Um, I was miserable from the moment that I started working there um, and I started building karmic currency as I was there. And when I was hired, they had recruited me from my previous position at my, you know, at a different bank and they recruited me. They paid me a ridiculous amount of money over six figures, $20,000 sign on bonus. And as a single mom, I was like, y'all are making it really hard to say no. (laughs) And, you know, so against all my better intuition, because we all have our intuition and women are infamous for not trusting our intuition and not listening to ourselves. And I didn't. And I went, I chased the money. Um, So, you know, it is what it is. And within two weeks of being there, I fucking hated it. I was like, I hate this job. I hate being here. Why did I do this? I should have listened to myself, right? And I know that a lot of you can identify with exactly that feeling. Oh yeah. But I said, I got to stick it out because I didn't want to pay back the sign-on bonus. I had already used that money to pay off my credit cards, like get out of debt. You know, I think I took my kids on a trip to Disney and I was like, no, that's, you know, that's it. I had spent the money. I wasn't going to be able to pay it back. So I was like, all right, well, we're stuck here for at least 12 months. And, um, they fired me six months later. And like I said, it, it worked out. I didn't have to pay back the sign-on bonus. And I had already started creating karmic currency because throughout my years in banking, I always felt that there was something missing with money. I always felt mm-hmm. that there was like this element that we were missing. And again, banking is so male dominated and it's so, 
analytical, yeah. but as a woman, we see money very differently in the way that, you know, we're intuitive, we're emotional, and we make decisions with our money based on different perspectives. It's not just one plus one equals two. We're like, well, one plus one equals two, but if you borrow the one and add three, <laughs> you know, we have just this different perspective of how we see it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was just really beautiful that I was able to connect it when I got my yoga teacher certification and became a Reiki master and started learning really about the chakras that it started to connect and then it started to make sense. And I was like, oh, this, this is what's going on. Um, so it was pretty fun. It was pretty uh, fun. And that's how really Karmic Currency was born. I love it. I love the name Karmic Currency. I remember when I first heard you say, it, I was like, ooh, what is that? Like, tell me more. Sometimes so. people think it's about crypto and Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like, no, actually, <laughs> how do you become an energetic match to money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you shared. I, I personally experienced experience the whole corporate lifestyle and it doesn't matter how much money you're making. Like money really doesn't buy happiness. It buys opportunities, but it doesn't buy your happiness. And I totally release that. So I'm glad yeah. that you were fired early and didn't have to stay there for 12 months. I know. And it's so funny, right? Cause when I tell this story, I'm like, so who wants to get fired, right? Like nobody wants to get fired. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm crying because of course this is what we do as girls. We, we, we cry. <laughs> so I'm crying. I'm like, what through my tears on my mind? I'm like, do I have to pay back the sign on bonus? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> Take my, my cliche box full of stuff, you know? And then just like, you know, excited deep down when you get home. I love it. So you mentioned Reiki and you mentioned yoga and chakras. And so can we go a little bit more in depth with that? Cause I'm not sure if everybody listening knows what that is. So what did you, what did you start with? Did you start with your yoga or Reiki? So I started with yoga, um, because at the time that I started practicing yoga, I was also going at that time I was going through a divorce. Um, and so, you know, my heart was really broken and I was just really devastated over just, you know, the loss of family and having to reinvent my life and okay, you know, shit, now I'm a single mom, like I'm going to be a statistic now. And, you know, you go through all of that, you know, and I really needed to find a place for myself of healing. And Mm -hmm. I found that through, you know, through yoga and on my yoga mat. And it was really a very powerful experience. And it was my luck that the yoga studio was directly across the street from the bank. So oh, wow. I would either go like right after work or sometimes during my lunch break and I would go take a yoga class and then I would come back. Um, and the opportunity presented itself to, you know, get my, my yoga teacher certification. And I've always been spiritual. I've always had a lot of spiritual gifts. I'm a clairvoyant. Um, you know, recently I've learned to channel. So, you know, always very, very intuitive. But it wasn't until I really started to quiet the noise really in my heart and in my mind that I was able to connect um, Mm -hmm. in such a deeper level to spirit and to energy, you know, and to universe and us to and to God, however you define it. Yeah. And um, and it was a really beautiful experience. But through that, I started learning more about the chakra system. And for those of you who are not familiar, so chakras are pockets of energy. They literally in Sanskrit means spinning wheel. So we all have seven major chakras, which connect us to our human self, even though there's a lot more chakras. And I actually have an ebook where I wrote about chakras eight through 12. Um, But typically I don't talk about that until I know that someone understands the seven main chakras and what they, what they mean. Um, But as I started learning about those, you know, chakra energies and what they mean and, you know, what's held inside of them and what they control and what they block and what the symptoms are that I started connecting it to money and to my clients at the bank. So then things started to make sense. I was like, oh, this is why this guy doesn't want to invest. Or this is why this person has all this money and they're afraid to do something. Or this is why this person is broke, you know, and, and doesn't have anything. So it was really powerful. And then interestingly enough, I went back to the yoga studio um, and to the teachers that were already there in the studio. And I was like, hey, what do you guys think about, you know, the chakras and, and how they relate to money? 
And everybody came back with, oh, it's only the root chakra. It's only the root chakra. I mean, the root chakra has to do with money. And I'm like, mm, no, man, uh, no, there's, there's more here. But since I was exposed to that already, I was able to see that. Mm. Um, and that's how I really started, you know, the concept of, of the business and, and taking notes and, and writing things down when I would deal with clients. I was like, this guy's up, this guy's weird, or this girl's weird, you know? Um, so that's why I told you he was going to bark. No, you're good. It's all good. Oh, we love dogs. Yeah. It's, it's, listen, this is the new normal now. <laughs> I know everybody works from home. You got your pets, you got your kids. <laughs> and I'm, I'm surprised my cat hasn't jumped across the desk yet. Let's <laughs> do it. Um, but yeah, but so that's, you know, really how I started connecting all of that and really taking the notes and making like my own, just taking my own hypothesis, making my own little science experiment. I would start asking people really random questions that had like nothing to do. I would be working with clients. I'm like, Hey, how what did your parents tell you about money? And they're like, <laughs> is this an appropriate question for the banker to be asking me? And I'm like, I'm just, you know, and I was just curious and I would like make something up. And, um, and I really started, started to see that it was so amazing. It was really yeah. so so fun to really watch. see how deep rooted it is. I, I want to go deeper into the chakras in a second here, but I kind of have two questions. So like, I know, at least for me, the way I was raised, my parents are immigrants. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, I'm, I'm still working through my money mindset because as immigrants, you know, they, they hadn't, they came with nothing. And mm-hmm. so I grew up thinking, you know, save all your money. You have to work really, really hard for money. I had a horrible, poor money mindset. Did you grow up similarly with the, with the same money mindset? So it's interesting because when I wrote my book, Mm -hmm. I hadn't initially talked about my own money story. And it wasn't until the editor calls me and she's like, "Um, you need to add more of like, at least in the intro, a little bit about you and about Mm -hmm. what your money mindset is. And I was like, shit, you know, like I hadn't even thought about it (laughs) because like everything else, right? It's what that in, in Spanish you know, we say casa guerrero, cuchillo de palo, but in English, it's like the shoemaker's shoes. Kids have no shoes. Like you're never tending to your own house. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was like, man, I don't, you know, I gotta think about it. Um, and it was fascinating to see that we can have several different money stories. You can start with one money story, heal that, change it, and then something else happens in your life later, and then it makes a whole another money story. So you could have several but as a kid growing up it was really interesting because my family you know same thing we're Cuban American or I'm American they're Cuban uh came to this country they left everything so we came you know really with nothing my grandparents and when they came here my my grandfather started an insurance agency and along with my uncle they grew it to one of the largest Hispanic owned insurance agencies in Miami we were like on Latin Forbes magazine so we came from something had nothing and then we built it Mm. but I say all of that to say that my money story really comes from my mom because since my mom was raised in that she was always very kept and coming from a Latino home the men are very machista they're very you know this is your role you're you're not supposed to work we take care of you just stay home tend to the house take care of the kids be cute be pretty you know and that's about it so when my grandfather passed away, my mom struggled a lot to learn how to make money because she's like, well, shit, I've always had money now. How do I make it? Mm. You know, and so that was very interesting to see how that was showing up in my own life. And even as I started my own business, because when you work in a corporate, you just got to show up and you get paid. Now, as an entrepreneur space, now you're like, how do I make money? Yeah. Like, how do I actually make money? So it's, you know, it was really powerful to see that. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a very different story, but I think it's amazing to show that like, it can really change your money story can take. It also shows how you can take the power to, which is what you help people do, like change your money story. So that's your money story background and question. So did you always know you were gifted like with, you know, connection to spirit and energy and or as a child and how did your family take it at least there's like half of my family who really believes in that and the other half they're like 
that's like witchcraft. What are you doing? So like, how did, yeah. Were, did you grow up like that? Did you always know? Um, and how did your family kind of take that? You know, it's interesting because my life has always been these extremes mm. as you can see, like from my money story, like as a kid. And even in this situation, it's like polar opposite because my dad is a pastor. Um, my mom, you know, I, I don't know what she believes. She kind of like believes in everything and nothing at the same time. <laughs> um, so as a kid, I always knew that I had these spiritual gifts, but I didn't know what they were called. Mm -hmm. I would always have like vivid dreams or, you know, I would see like my grandparents would come to me in dreams. And I remember one time I saw my grandfather sitting in the couch and I was like, I told my grandma, I was like, Abuela, you know that I saw Abuelo sitting there and they're like, what? You know? Um, so it was kind of weird. And then I would get like these intuitive feelings, like this strong knowing of what things were but again there was no google when i was growing up like how do you how do you research like you couldn't go to the encyclopedia britannica like google spiritual <laughs> gifts like there's yeah. no fuzzy search like you you gotta like, literally <laughs> go to these things um and again you know as a kid you're just like all over the place i want to play outside you know smoke weed with my friends when i was a teenager like i wasn't thinking about any of that yeah but once i got older i was like hmm you know, what, what is this? You know, this is not a coincidence. These things are happening regularly and I'm knowing things and I have no idea how I'm knowing these things and where any of this shit is coming from. I got to figure it out. So then I started Googling and I found out that I had all the clairs. So when we talk about spiritual gifts, they're clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, claircognizant, and what's the other one? Clair... Yeah, I think it's the one with, where you smell. Forget what that one is called. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize there was all those names, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So I realized that I had all that shit. And I was like, ah, this, this is why, number one, I don't do online dating. Because I read people. And there's been times where, like, I'm swiping through the pictures. And I'm like, oh, he smokes. And my friends are like, how do you know that? I'm like, ugh, I freaking smelled him. And they're like, what do you think? How? And I'm like, y'all already know? Why, why do you people look at me like I'm crazy? Like, you're my friend. You should already know this is what you get. <laughs> you're dealing with me. I love that. Yeah. Um, but I think the worst part about having those gifts is the clear... Uh, what the, um, clear cognizance which clear cognizance is a clear knowing like mm. you just know. And a lot of people have that, but they can't explain it. And they're like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I can't explain it, but trust me, like mm -hmm. put money on it. I know what I'm telling you. And yeah. that's, that was one of the ones that was the hardest. I think that was the one that was the strongest for me, but I didn't know what that was, but I was always right. And they're uh. like, Andy be knowing shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> those wisdom drops yeah that's the one I definitely resonate the most with and people are just like you just have the gift of discernment then you just know and you can't explain it mm -hmm. I'm like, mm. and it is and it is but discernment you know and, and when we put discernment really in like a biblical mm -hmm. I mean, religious content discernment is also knowing but it's understanding and it's the weeding through um you know through your feelings and through using all of those senses so as you really start to tap into those spiritual gifts and meditation is really the biggest one to help you start to, like I said, silence your mind and really start to connect so that you can hear that little voice inside of you or get clear with how, what is your spiritual gift? Is mm -hmm. it a feeling? Is it a knowing? Do you hear things? Do you see things? Because sometimes people are like, well, I don't see anything. And I'm like, well, I don't walk around and see ghosts all the time. You know, I mean, I don't want that shit either, but you know, it's like a flash. It's like a memory, you know, mm. like all of a sudden you just see somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, did you have like a little black cat? Like, that's so weird. It just, you know, so you have to start trusting those things in order for those other gifts to start to really expand and unfold. Like you just don't wake up tomorrow with six pack abs. Yeah. You know? It's like using that, like building up that muscle. Love that mm -hmm. you say that. And then trusting yourself. Cause that's actually like the, the part of like 
the area of my life I am now where it's like learning to trust myself when it comes to these, this thought or like this visual that just pops in my head that really happened like last month or I got like these, like a vision. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like yeah. <laughs> what? Um, so I, I love that. That's awesome. I didn't even, you just taught me so much on like the clairvoyant and the all the other, wait, what's clairvoyant then? So clairvoyant is when you see. Oh, okay. Okay. So clairvoyant is when you see um, you can either see spirit, you know, um, which typically that's also goes a lot with like mediumship because medium is typically when you're communicating with the deceased. Okay. Um, but clairvoyant is typically the most popular one. Yeah. Um, cause if you're not familiar with all the clairs and all the other things, you know, that's, that's kind of what I just say, well, I'm a clairvoyant, but re- realistically, like I have all of them. Um, that is so cool. So clairvoyant is when you see things, um, and sometimes those things, again, like I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, your abuela or, you know, your, your dead uncle. It could just be an image that pops into your mind or you might see something in someone. Um, so it's really trusting that. So that's clairvoyant. Clear audience is when you hear. That's mm-hmm. really fun. Hearing is really fun. Um, most people, when they're getting in touch with their, with their gifts, they hear things when they're sleeping. So they're sleeping and they wake up and they're like, dude, I was getting like these messages and I kept hearing this information, but I woke up and it's gone. Oh my God. So people who are clairaudient could be very sensitive to like noise. You could hear things like I'm super sensitive with noise. I I could be in the most crowded restaurant and I will hear the music on the loudspeaker. All of a sudden I'll be like, I love this song. People are like, what? What song? I'm like, it's the music. And then I don't hear shit. But I hear wow. everything. Like, I could hear all the cars on the street. Like, sensitive. it's annoying. Yeah. So people who are like that, who have clear audience, are very sensitive to sounds. You know, maybe you wake up with like songs in your head, and those are messages from spirit. Wow. So you have to pay attention to like what the lyrics are. Like, go back and like read the lyrics and be like, oh my god, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Like, that resonates so much in my soul. Um. So that's clear audience then clairsentient is when you feel those are the, those are your people that are like I don't know I just got like this weird vibe <laughs> <laughs> like it feels weird in here I didn't like her energy her energy was gaga like this is this is your clairsentient people these are your people who feel stuff all the time you cool. know and maybe you feel somebody says oh my god I have a headache and all of a sudden now you have a headache too because you feel you that, that. Mm-hmm. and then a claircognizant which is the clear knowing and then the other one, which I always forget, which is the, the smell. So people can just smell? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is so cool. You just taught me so much. I literally just only heard the word clair- clairvoyant. And I just assumed mm-hmm. that like took over all of that, like an umbrella, but clearly not. Okay. No, no. They're all the clear family. They're all the clear family. And typically oh, once people start dabbling into their spiritual gifts, they have more than one. Like everybody has more than one. Like I said, it's just about you know, what you're working out. Do you think that everybody can have all of them? Absolutely. And then one is just sticks out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. So what, if for those listening and for like, okay, one of these resonates with me, how is there, you said meditation was a great way to really start peeling back the layers. Would you say to start there for them to really tap into these gifts? Yeah, absolutely. Meditation is important. Um, you know, just making a space. And I always get a lot of people like, I can't meditate. I can't sit there. I can't sit there all this time. Yeah. And the reality is, is that meditation. Now, when I meditate, I typically can meditate easily for like 45 minutes. Easily. But it takes time. Mm -hmm. But when you're meditating, the problem and the reason that people can't meditate is because you can't shut off your brain. Mm -hmm. That's why people get messages when they're asleep. Because that's when spirit is like, finally, she's, you know, shut the fuck up enough that we can say something now that we could get a word in. Yeah. You know, and I always tell people, I'm like, when you pray, you talk to God. When you Mm -hmm. meditate, you're listening for God. So everybody's so busy asking and they're like, please God, send me this or I need that. Or you're doing your affirmations and you're like begging and just asking and asking and asking. And, you know, God, the universe, your spirit guides, whatever you want to come is like, dude, can you shut up for five seconds so I can answer you? 
<laughs> Sounds like me. I'm always going, going, going. I have to like remind myself to meditate. Yeah. And we are, and that's, that's the way our brain never stops. So mm-hmm. the meditation trains your mind to be silent enough so that you can start to, to hear. So when you sit in that moment of silence, you know, you do your grounding and then just use all your senses with your eyes closed. Mm -hmm. listen you know with your ears like it's fine listen to the sounds around you you know is the air conditioning on can I hear the cars outside is there people beeping is there construction you know is do I hear my dog like I I I hear my dog licking in the middle of the night and it wakes me up (laughs) so just being I mean so calming your mind and really observing just kind of what's what are you feeling what's going on around you right right and then feeling like you know, what's the temperature in the room? You know, how does, if you're outside, how does the wind feel on my skin? You know, where's the wind blowing? Is the wind blowing from left to right? Is it from the forward back? You know, do I feel warm? Do I feel hot? Do I feel cold? And then, you know, use your sense of smell. What does it smell like, you know, Mm -hmm. in my, in my home, you know, oh man, now I can smell my sheets. Like, oh, I need to clean my sheets or, oh, that plug-in is really bothering me. Or I, you know, I like, this or I gotta get the dog a bath like you just become more conscious of your senses and really that's what meditation teaches you is to not rely on just your eyesight yeah I love that trust the other senses that is awesome I hope all of you guys are like oh man I'm giving this a try I'm gonna tap into my gifts (laughs) I love it everybody everybody has them everybody has them you just don't trust it yeah. So like I, for you, Dati, write it down. When you get that feeling, write it down. Like carry a little notebook with you or put the notes yeah. on your phone or whatever. I actually do that. Down. I have mm-hmm. an intuition journal and I started writing that because growing up, like I was very gifted and tapped in growing up. My mom was like, oh my God, like what is going on? Because I, we were really strong in the Catholic church. And unfortunately that was kind of like too woo woo for that. Yeah. And now I've really grown with my relationship with God in a way that like, you no, know, he gifted me these gifts and I, I can talk to God directly and yeah, able, I was able to heal that. But yeah, I kind of like working into trusting that. So the ish, intuition, like that journal is what I do now. And I'm like, all right, trust myself. Even if I didn't listen, I write it down still. I'm like, oh, if I listened, I would have avoided this right. happening. Yeah. And eventually you will get to that point that you'll trust yourself enough to make decisions that, that you know, they're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want to make uncomfortable decisions. I don't want to hurt someone else's feelings. I don't want to tell somebody, no, I don't want to like, you know, I'm sorry, I can't partner with you or no, that doesn't align with me or no, that day doesn't work. You know, we want to be very people pleasing. We want people to love us. Yeah. And so we compromise a lot of ourselves and we go against our intuition. And then we run into all these freaking problems that could have just been avoided if I'm like, I should have said no. I just listened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love this. I love this. So, sorry, I'm bringing it back now, full circle here. So, you have your money, your money side story, Mm -hmm. kind of how you got into all of the spirit gifts and energetics. And so, when you went to yoga and you were like, I did hear the same thing until I met you, I learned that the root chakra was the only one that was related to money because that's your sense of security and safety. Mm -hmm. So, then from there, how did you? learn about how the other chakras relate to your money story? So, I mean, I read a lot of books, you know, as you can see, I have, you know, for those, (laughs) for those listening, um, you're not going to see it. So you have to use your imagination Um, or you can just go to my Instagram. You'll see my office, but I have, you know, lots of books. I keep them like everywhere. So I read a lot Um, Mm -hmm. by this time, obviously, you know, and I'm not that old, but by this time, you know, Google had already been up and we had, a lot easier access to connect with one another and to really research um, these things. And I attended different workshops um, and things like that. And a lot of it, a lot of it really came from spirit as well. A lot of it was downloaded. Like I remember one night when I was writing and interestingly enough, that was, that was the night that my car got stolen and I didn't even know. That's a whole other story that actually just came up in my memories. And I've been meaning to post about that, Um, you know, like just how things happen, you Mm -hmm. know, and I remember that I had bought my laptop and I had just gotten my computer and I was like sitting on my bed 
and I'm literally typing and I, and I look back now and it's so, it's so powerful how I see it now. I literally felt like there was just this energetic light just coming in like through the top of my head and just like coming out of my fingers. And I was just like, like a cartoon, you know, like Kermit the Frog when he's like crazy on the typewriter. I love that meme. I feel like that's, I feel like that's my spirit animal, Kermit. I know exactly what meme you're talking about. That's so funny. And I'm like, just typing away. And, um, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't know where the hell that came from. That was just divine knowledge that, that came down. And then obviously using my analytical side of being able to connect it. Um, and then obviously evolving, you know, into how does that all connect? How does that all apply to, to the real world? How can I make this for everybody so that everybody understands? And then when I left banking, I heard a rumor, which rumors about ourselves are always really fun. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Some guys, some, you know, of course, always rumors about girls come from stupid guys and no offense, but <laughs> yeah, nope, it's true. <laughs> but, you know, he was like, oh, I heard Sandy left banking to go be a psychic. And I'm like, what? of all the things that I'm like, whatever, you know, listen, negative press is better than no press. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, you know, that's how a lot of it really, um, really came and like I said and by studying and really learning and um like I said reading a lot of books reading a lot of books about it and just connecting them to my own experiences and what other people had said and you know when when the chakra system was you know was first I guess discovered and and in Indian you know religions Mm -hmm. um you know money wasn't what it is now yeah you know money was just a form of trade and and a form of bartering it wasn't even money, you know, I was like, Hey, I have three cows and I need, you know, an acre of land full switch. Okay. And that was your exchange, mm-hmm. you know, um, through the evolution of, of money and, and humanity, those things change and you have to be able to redefine the meanings of a lot of things because we don't live back in those times anymore. Yeah. For me, it was really seeing money as just like, it's just an energetic exchange for resources. And like when people like put that concept in my head of like, you're just, you're paying or you're receiving in exchange for something. Cause I, I had such a, for me, my business journey, I felt really uncomfortable receiving and accepting money within my business, but not like when I was in corporate and I'm like, well, <laughs> you, you need to in exchange for your services. And that's really how I was able to really shift my perspective on that. Kind of like, you know, if you were in the olden days, they would pay you two chickens or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's really the, what, you know, what people think about it, especially when you're moving into that entrepreneur space, it is a big learning curve when you are getting to that place where you're like, Oh my God, I have to charge money. Now I have to ask for money. Cause it's one thing when you're working, like the price is there, yeah. you know, it's not my rule. There's no arguing. That's, that's what things cost when it's your business you know, it, it's a reflection on your value of yourself and how you value your worth, how you value your own services. And so if you're not comfortable in setting your price and in saying this is how much it costs, then people are not going to value you either. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? Yeah. And, I, yeah. and you have to slowly uptick every year, raise your prices. Every year, raise your prices. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's just like, I learned that the hard way because I would give away, you know, when I was in health coaching program, like my coaching, like for free or a discount. And then I realized those people who had the discounts were for free, were not getting the results and not showing up. And it's like, okay, money allows you to, you're invested in it for yourself and you show up for money. Mm -hmm. It's harder to make an excuse to go home and watch Netflix when you invested in something. Right. Yeah. Because it's value. Mm -hmm. So either you're going to take the L or you're going to get the value out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like people will go places. They're like, no, no, I paid for. It. They're like, oh my god, but you're so sick. You're like, I don't care. I paid five hundred dollars <laughs> for that nonsense. I'm going. Yeah, I'm. I'm you know? gonna make the best of it. Right. I can't get my money back. I gotta show up. Yep. But if you yeah. don't pay and you don't have skin in the game, it's like, oh, I don't care. It's free. No, you're so right. Yeah, it, I've witnessed it. I've experienced it myself when I've gone freebies. So, 
Mm-hmm. So outside of the root chakra, do you believe there is one chakra that stands out more that kind of blocks people's ability to have a healthy relationship with money? I don't really think that there's one. Okay. Um, but I typically have seen that most people have at least three that are out of whack, wow. you know, which I use the word block. Um, and it's really sometimes not a block because the block could mean that actually it's too open, not necessarily closed. So I I really need to to source the word block and find another way to to say not a block because if it's too open, it's it's a block, but it's not a block. You know what I'm trying to say? It's very- Oh yeah. I've, when I've had my chakras tested, yeah, they're like your throat chakra is so strong, Tatiana, and it's too much. Right, right. So yeah, And and that's like a bad thing. Because yeah. if it's too much, so it really depends on the person. But typically, everybody has at least three chakras. Okay. Everybody has at least three chakras blocked. Is there um, a way for people to learn on the on their own what chakras are blocked for them, or what's the other word of blocked? But yeah, yeah, we'll go yeah. with blocked. Yeah. Um. Well, the best ways to identify them is again, you know, really becoming conscious of your body, and really be conscious of your of of the way that your body responds to things right so for me personally my strongest chakras are definitely my throat because I'm a talker I'm a writer you know I'm always I'm always talking some shit (laughs) you know I always got something to say um you know and then for me it's also the third chakra which your third chakra I call it the hustle chakra which your third chakra is your power your energy your courage you know it's it's that go-getter um but in reverse, the third chakra can also be a lot of ego and a lot mm. of control. So though I struggle with a lot of that, I mean, I'm completely yeah. transparent. Anybody who knows me knows I say it all the time. I'm like, listen, you're going to get one or two people. I'm either going to be like, yes, let's get it done. Or I'm going to just control it. I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember when we got there to the drinks and Dinero event, the room was like a little bit weird laid out and I'm standing there and I'm like, and then finally I was like, Janet, please, can I? please, can I rearrange some of the things? She's like, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> like, I moved some of the chairs and I was like, I got the people. I was like, listen, you need to move that there. You need to move that here. And it's good. Yeah. But sometimes people don't like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I say all of that to say that once you know those things, now symptomatically, you can, you can uncover it. So I already know that when I'm in that go, go, go hustle, I get, I start getting stomach aches and I have IBS. So as soon as like, if I'm in a hurry and I'm like stuck in, stuck in traffic and I'm like, I got to go. I already know my third chakra is the engine, which it is. It's the engine of your body. My stomachs are turning. Like I literally like get a stomach ache and I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. And I, I literally have to stop and tell myself, Sandy, breathe, calm down, relax. You'll get there. There's no rush. And the other day when I was working on, when I was launching her worth circle, I was so excited. Like I incorporated the business. I filed for the nonprofit. Like the website is up. I'm like, you know, I don't know if you saw it on my reel the other day. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm going to cry. And then I was sitting at lunch with my friend and I started getting cramps. Like if I was going to get my period and I'm like, why am I having cramps? Like really bad cramps. And my friend was like, you just had your period. And I was like, I know. And she's like, why are you having cramps? And I was like, oh, it's my second chakra. I'm like, oh my God, this makes sense. Because all day I've been working in something that I'm so passionate about. I've been creating because that's what we do with our second chakra energy. It's your passion. It's your purpose. It's, it's that creation as women. That's where we, that's where we create life. That's where our babies are held. And I just gave birth to this, to this amazing project. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm good. It's just, it's just my chakras. <laughs> <laughs> They're being overworked. Just so for you guys listening so your, your root chakra is your first chakra. The second one that she was just talking about is your sacral. Mm-hmm. And your third one is your solar plexus, just so you can kind of know the names that she's talking about them. And then it goes your heart, your throat chakra, your third eye and your crown. Correct. Yeah. Correct. 
Mm-hmm. So you guys know the names of them um, versus one through seven. But yeah. that's so funny. When you were saying about the stomachache one, I'm literally sitting here like I used to have the worst stomach issues as a child, the worst, and no doctor could figure it out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, oh, it was my control freak side of me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super, I'm super controlling, super controlling. Um, but you know, again, your strengths are your weaknesses. So once you start to really be okay with those things, you know, like if I wasn't controlling, I would have not been able to be in management because you have to control everything. You know, you have to be in a position of leadership. You can't be afraid to what leverage your throat chakra and to say the uncomfortable, hey, you're not, you know, carrying your own weight or listen, I need you to do this or give your clients advice and, and take that action, you know, that, that you need to do. And, and again, to, to take control of a situation because that's what you're in management for. You're there to problem solve, you're there to fix the problems and, you know, everybody do what you need to do and get it under control. Yeah. You know? so, so what's the third chakra that you find is, over under for you. you said your throat and your solar plexus and what was the third one um so for me it's typically the throat and the stomach mm-hmm. um but a lot of like third eye and crown because i'm very intuitive mm. so sometimes you know my my mind doesn't stop yeah. so i have like super vivid dreams i was telling my son this morning i was like oh my god i was having the most crazy dream last night you know, and my friend, my friend, Gina, she's one of my agents. She's like, you should do like a whole YouTube thing. Like just do just your dreams. Like every morning you should just like sure. record five minutes and just talk about the shit you dreamt. Cause it's wild. Last night I was dreaming that I was like driving in a car and I was like in some town or somewhere, but it was like, like a coastal, like beach town. And all of a sudden I look off to the beach and all these like dark rain clouds started to come in and these, um, what are they like not tornadoes but the ones that go on the water oh, typhoons are they typhoons? no 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 they're tornadoes Cyclones? But they're water spouts water, water spouts, spouts yes thank you all of a sudden the water spouts there was like one and then all of a sudden there was four water spouts like right next to each other but as the water spouts started to go up into the clouds the water spouts started to turn into dna strands so i'm literally looking at <sighs> tornado like turn into like a helix of dna and so i wake up and i'm like what in the what in the shit was that you know for me my third eye is is always on so when you're when your third eye is very open you're always thinking maybe you got vivid dreams or maybe nightmares you got headaches you know tension you know it's it's all that connecting you know to to spirit and these are this is all where your spiritual gifts are Wow. I don't have vivid dreams like that. Like the fact that like I do here and there, but the fact that you remember that you're like my best, one of my best friends, like every yeah. morning she like voice memos herself, what she dreamt of. I'm like, how do Swear you to remember God. this? Swear to God. I, I have like, when the pandemic um, came, I think it was just after the shutdown. So we had just shut down. So it was during like the, the first three months, like it mm. was like May. And I started having a series of like really, really vivid dreams. And one of the dreams that I got and that I had was that this, I was like traveling, like astral traveling in my dream. And I'm like going like really, really high. And I hear this voice and the voice says to me, there's a big energetic portal that's going to be opening the next seven days. And there's messages that are going to be downloaded. And those who are ready are going to start to hear it already. And I get goosebumps. I I literally have it on my phone. Yeah, I do too. Wow. (laughs) And I wake up and I'm like, "Uh, what am I supposed to do with this information? (laughs) Like, thanks for the memo. But what do you want me to do? And it was that week that like all shit broke loose. Like that was the week that George Floyd died. That was the week of like all the riots that started going through, like all of that. Cause you remember there was like an intense, yeah, like, it was heavy. That was wild, like legit. Nothing I had ever seen. It's so funny. Cause you are not the first person that has told me that they got some download or dream of what is really going on or has gone on in our world. Like just the mm-hmm. spiritual warfare that's going on and it's just so crazy how it's a lot that just it blows my mind because yeah. it's like wow 
Yeah, it's been really, really powerful, really powerful stuff. And it's it's interesting because I feel that when the pandemic came, I mean, all things aside, and I don't mean the pandemic, but when we shut down, like literally the, the world stood still. Yeah. And when that happened, we became so silent. The planet really got to that point that it was like, it's quiet outside. And it was a lot easier for mm. humans to connect with spirit because we weren't bombarded with life. You know, like I gotta make coffee, I gotta drop out the kids, I gotta get in the traffic, though, ah, the honking, the radio, you know, the oh, I gotta get this meeting, I gotta do this conference call. Like, you know, we weren't in that. Yeah. We actually had time to just, wow, you know, I can actually sit in my backyard, like, because nobody's anywhere. There's nowhere else to be. There's absolutely nothing to do but to be here and to be yeah. present. And a yeah. lot of people were turned on at that. hundred percent. I remember during that time period, I felt like just so much more, and I was like, "Wow, what is going on right I now?" I loved it. I really did. I really did love it. I really, yeah. really did. And I was, to be completely honest, I was kind of disappointed that we reopened. I was like, "Everybody's gonna go back outside." <laughs> I like it being quiet. I know. I agree. I was like, you know, it's so gone to the beach and nobody was on the beach. It was so nice. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I actually live on Miami Beach and they actually closed the beach. Yeah, here too. You can go on it. I was like, what? They I want to go it. in nature. Yeah, they closed it. So, I mean, I would sit downstairs, you know, in the little garden area here where, you know, where I live and I would just take my little blanket outside and I would sit outside and wow. it was lovely. I really yeah. did enjoy it. I was like, oh, that was so wonderful. I think, yeah, the overall message here, I really feels like it's so important for all of us to slow down as a collective so that we can really connect with ourselves, with God, source, our higher power and be like, okay, what are we doing? How can we move forward? And also for everyone listening to like better yourself. When I slow down and connect, I found out who I was in my purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was able to heal a lot of the stories and beliefs I've had and like circling it back around, like with the money, like it is energy and these blocks are within us, (laughs) but we're not going to figure it out if we're go, go, go. Right. And it's, and it's interesting because the pandemic, quiet. And it's interesting because the pandemic, what happened too, was even though it brought a lot of spiritual awareness for all of us, um, it also brought a lot of realization towards money. Um, but it's interesting because like I was saying is that the, um, it brought a lot of awareness, um, also to finances and to money and people started realizing that their money, you know, number one, they hadn't saved enough money as they needed to, because no one was really ever, no one ever thought ever, you know, in, in, in the history of humanity that the entire planet was going to shut the fuck down. I know the entire world. So no one for one second thought, oh, I'm not going to get, I'm never not going to get paid. I just go to work and get paid. And all of a sudden people realize that, oh my God, I don't have enough savings to live off for three months. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't, they didn't have their savings. Um, businesses, you know, entrepreneurs, when the government started to give out these PPP loans and these EIDL loans, all of a sudden going, wait a second, what do you mean I don't qualify? You know, I, th- I have a business and I'm like, yeah, you have a business, but you haven't been doing your taxes. You know, you don't have a Schedule C. You don't have a tax ID number. You don't pay yourself a W-2. You don't have employees. Like, you know, you can't. Well, well, but can I get unemployment? No, sorry, you can't pay. You get, can't get unemployment either because you haven't worked or you haven't paid into unemployment tax or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is. And that's why the government had to make a lot of concessions, you know, for freelancers and entrepreneurs to be able to get it because think about it. They weren't ready. Yeah, and I don't think any anybody was. And it's know, so crazy because as I'm sitting here, just a sidetrack, like we, we, you and I both live in Florida. So we're like the black sheep of the whole world right now because we're pretty open. Yeah, <laughs> but I hear, I, you know, I was talking to women in New Zealand and other areas and they're still shut down. So and, sad. and like Canada's going back in lockdown. So it's just like, this really is a time for us to kind of wake up and really connect to ourselves so we can figure out what we're, we're going almost on two years yeah people have no money people have they're just depleted of everything and at the end of the day I think slowing down to connect okay what are your next steps Mm -hmm. yeah and what is your plan for the future how are you going to get there how are you going to take care of your family um how are you going to sustain 
throughout this? How are you going to evolve and, and shape shift your mm-hmm. business? Because everyone all of a sudden had to like go completely do, you know, what is it? A, a 180, yeah. you know, and be like, oh my God, we need to reinvent, you know, what's happened. Companies have also started to realize, well, maybe we don't need as many people in the office as we did. Like, yeah, this all can get done from home, yeah. which is fascinating and fantastic. You know, for me, yeah, I mean, I was already pretty much a home-based business. I was already working from home. So for me, it wasn't much of a transition, Yeah, Um, but it was, you know, but it was nice to see that, you know, some moms were able to spend more time with their kids, you know, and, and be home and dads too, you know, they're like, Hey, this is all great. You know, we're here and, you know, we can, we can have more time and we're not in that rat race and, and really quality of life and seeing what really matters, you know, but again, bringing that, that awareness towards, towards your money, Mm -hmm. you know, how are we going to plan for the future? You know, if this does happen again. Yeah. And really getting in full alignment and everywhere. So I hope you guys are seeing how like they do, like they really go, go hand in hand. Yeah. I think I feel the pandemic probably healed a lot of uh, solar plexus chakras and having everybody slow down. <laughs> you know, it depends, but there, there are people who thrive in that energy. And, yeah. and I'm sure we all know that one person that is like the energizer bunny. You're like, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm getting tired just watching you. And I there's know. people who are like that. And that's just their energy. They that's are. how they are. And, and God bless them. You know, I need more friends like that in my circle. They can come over here and help me do things. Yeah, I you agree. But so, so for those listening, so I have two questions. Well, the first one, I think I'm already going to answer myself. If, if people are like, I want to learn more about chakras and how to handle, uh, how to know what's blocked, how to, what's it called? I can't forget the word, balance them. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Well, I would probably say like, go read your book first. Yes. <laughs> um which they can find it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon and it's on Barnes and Noble. And it's called Karmic Currency. Karmic Currency, Chakras and Money. Okay, yeah. I love it. You guys have to go. She, she, it's such a simple read. It really breaks down. What is this chakra? What does it look like if it's unbalanced? How can you balance it? And not only through just one way. You give multiple ways of foods you can eat, what you can envision, um, mantras or affirmations. It's a beautiful thing. Like I, I loved it. It was so good. Um, Thank do you, you. It was so. I, I'm. Well, yeah. Okay. I guess this is the time I can bring it up. When have you? Do you have any updates on your second book? Because I, you, she announced it at the event when I, where I met her. But do you yeah. have any updates on the second book? So I started writing it. Um, I'm really, really excited about the way that it's so far. It's unfolding. Um, so it's it's really it's going to be very different to Karmic Currency. Um, Karmic Currency obviously was my first book. Um, you know, it was such a labor of love and it was really, um, just really just an accomplishment for me, you know, just fulfilling that lifelong dream of always being a little girl and always wanting to be a writer and like, I'm gonna write a book one day and everybody always says they want to write a book, but I actually fucking did it. Heck yeah, you did. (laughs) I love it. Um, so it was really, um, so beautiful. So now that it's the second one, um, it's like you have, you take on like this different, um, it's like a different experience because now it's like, okay, I did it one time before. So you know how to do it again. You kind of know what to expect. And, um, and I'm really excited about this one. It's definitely going to be more female centric still along the lines of money, but it's going to be more practical how to tips um, again with more stories and, and more comparisons and, and um, so much fun stuff, but it's going to be called a Zen girl's guide to money. Mm. and I'm really excited about it and uh, like I said I started already started writing it and I am doing the book club which I do want to share which is yeah. very, very important um obviously on the heels of me writing my second book um and just really wanting to create more awareness um for women in financial literacy because the more that as women we gain control over our money the more that we're going to be able to make healthier and better decisions for ourselves. When we make money and we come, we could be, we become empowered in our finances. We don't have to stay in shitty situations. We don't have to stay in bad relationships. We don't have to stay in toxic environments because we have the money to make a change and to do things. And oftentimes 
women stay in those toxic relationships or environments because of codependency because they don't have the money yeah you know and they're dependent on a man or a woman or their mom or their sister you know to to help them and they're subjected to those types of things so the more that we can empower women to you know see money from a different perspective to not be afraid of it to really be able to step into that into that male quote unquote space and really bring in our energy um, we can truly revolutionize ourselves and really change our families you know and our lives so i'm really excited about that so with all of that being said oh, I mean, you can hear my heart right yeah um, it's called her worth circle and it's starting as a book club so we're starting in january january we're reading big magic by elizabeth gilbert so for those of you who know her she wrote eat pray love which is a phenomenal, like everybody knows that. So she wrote Big Magic, which is about manifesting and how to remove fear in order to create the life that you want. So since it's January, we're starting with that. Um, at the end of the month, we'll have like a vision board workshop. So we're going to do that. It's going to be super fun. And then February, we have Nice Girls Don't Get Rich. So it'll be definitely more money centric. I'm going to be bringing in different women from different financial sectors to share their experiences and to talk at the end of the month. March, we're doing my book, um, Karmic Currency, because I don't think Zen Girl's Guide is going to be done um, by then because um, I just, you know, write whatever. Yeah. And, um, and it typically takes me about a year to write a book. Um, but so then March, we're going to do that. And um, the, it's completely free. So all they have to do is just go in, register through the website, which is herworstcircle.com. You register, um, you can, you know, get the clicks to the links to buy the books there. And then there'll be like a community forum. So you can go in and you can, you know, type your stuff because I really want to also be able to create a safe space yeah. for women not to know. It's okay not to know. I did this for 25 years, but I couldn't do what someone else does. If you're in the health industry, I can't go in and draw blood or know how to take blood pressure. I don't know how to count heartbeats. You know, I didn't learn that. So that doesn't mean that you're dumb. You just mm -hmm. didn't know. So I want to create that safe space where women can start reading the book and saying, Hey, what does this mean when she talks about a 401k? I don't know what that is. Or what does that mean to buy, you know, a stock or you know, what does it mean to have this? Or how do I, you know, what, how do I get my taxes? How do I get this? And I want to be able to create that so that women can bounce those ideas off of each other and then have that professional insight by another female to either answer in the forum or, you know, at the end of the month, just kind of pull all those questions and say, okay, these are the things we're going to talk about. So I'm so excited. I love that. That is so powerful. I'm excited. I, I've, I'm going to probably join that because I want to be surrounded by women like that. So if you're listening, join us because that sounds yeah. so amazing. Yeah. And you can join anytime. I mean, you don't have to do all the books. You yeah. Know? Maybe there's one book that calls your attention and you're like, oh, I want to do this one. So just set the reminder, you know, sign up. So you get the email alerts, you know, and yeah. then you do it. But nowadays with Audible and all that stuff, like there's no reason that people yeah, listen to it on your drive to work or on your walks. Yeah, I love it. Cool. Um, so my other question, my final question that I have for you is, so for those that they kind of understand like, okay, how can I get more connected with myself? Meditation. How can I learn more about chakras? Like go read your book. It's amazing. It's super simple. And I know you actually even have a freebie on your Instagram about um, it's a seven day kind of challenge with chakras. So I'll make sure I'm going to put all the links on the show notes below. Mm -hmm. What would you say if you had number, a number one tip or piece of advice for someone who just like has no control or idea on their finances, like what's the one thing that like maybe they can just start doing so they can step into this year feeling a little bit more grounded? If you are in that space, the one best advice that I could give you is to connect to your third eye, to your intuition, okay? Which is clear visualization, okay? Open your eyes and start getting really, really honest and really clear with where you're at. Because you can't get to where you're going if you don't even know where you are. Mm. Okay, so if you're lost, you need to figure that out. So open your eyes and start exactly where you are. Open your bank account. Look at your online banking. How much money do you have? How much money is coming into your account? How much money is coming out of your account? I can't tell you how many times I ask somebody, how much do you get paid? 
and they're like I don't know like 1500 bucks you know 16 something like that and I'm like you need to know to the exact penny and it's funny because like I said I was just talking to to Janet from Latina Money before we got onto the podcast yeah and I was telling her I was like I should do like a like an off-the-cuff like survey and be like you know what's that game like shotgun like you gotta you know answer gun to the head like you know what's your checking account right now gun to the head like what's your balance and people are gonna be like people don't know they have no idea what their balance is on their account yeah so that's all third eye because people avoid money because you don't know you don't know what you're doing you don't know how to get there so you just don't deal with it at all Mm -hmm. avoid that's the first first step just look at everything look at it don't be afraid what's that movie bird box where they like force the oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yes just don't be afraid to open up yeah Yeah, it's so true gotta look I had to do that when I first took control of my money and I was like okay it's scary it's uncomfortable you know make like make it fun like I put candles on I have some music I was like all right we're going to do this and we're going to make money fun to do versus like dreading it. So I love yeah. that. Just and, a sign and, up. And lean into that, to that, um, to that fear because mm. we all have it because maybe we're like, oh man, I, I think all my bills came out of my account. I don't want to look at my account. My account is looking so sad right now. You know, like mm-hmm. I got him paid. And sometimes we get that feeling where we're like, I don't want to look, or maybe you have a feeling that your like account is overdrawn or something happened. You don't want to look, but you got to lean into that fear. Because the moment that you lean into it and go, you know what? There's nothing to be afraid of. It is what it is. And open it and just click it. And that's empowering you because you're facing your fear. And at the end of the day, what is there to be afraid about? But yeah. again, it's that third eye. It's open your eyes. Look. Yeah, I agree. It'll help you so much more. So then you can know what you said, where you want to go. You get, you have a clearer vision. Oh, you're not as far off of your goal. Cool. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I, I work with, you know, clients and they come to me and I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. And they're like, really? It's not? And I'm like, no, girl, you're good. No, no, no. Just get this done in like 30 days. And they're like, seriously? I'm like, yeah. yeah I just cut back on a few expenses, subscriptions, what I had to do. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And that's like, that helped me pay off my debt. And it was, mm-hmm. but I had to have a plan. I had to start off with, like you said, where am I at? Yeah. You know what I tell my, my, and I said this on my Instagram the other day, every so often, like every few months, maybe like every three months, every six months, cancel your debit card and get a new one because when you when you pay for like your stuff like the gym netflix maybe you're paying for like all these little weird subscriptions and you've been typing in your credit card and again because people don't look they avoid they don't know how much money is coming out of their account so every every like six months or so just cancel it and then all those payments are going to stop and then you'll get the notifications that says hey your payment didn't go through and that's when you can be like, oh, I didn't even know that those people were taking money out of my account, you know, or you can say, yeah, you know, I've been trying to cancel that. Good. No, go to sleep. I'm not going to pay you anymore. Like I'm done with this. Description. Yeah. Cause it all or adds up. Really something that you do want. You're like, Oh, I got to fix that. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Cause you're right. They add up and you're like, Oh, okay. Only $4 a month. But how many things are you doing $4 a month for? Yeah. It adds up. It adds awesome. up, especially us as entrepreneurs. We got, you pay for Canva, you pay for your, you know, Kajabi, you pay for, <laughs> Uh, your web hosting, you know, like there's all these uh, for link, for the link tree. Like I paid for that. It's like $6 a month. You know, the iCloud for the, my store is 99 cents. Like everything. I know it's not cheap to mm-hmm. run a business, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It all adds up. Oh, well, thank you so much. You haven't dropped so many nuggets that this was so much. I honestly could talk for hours. I'm gonna have to have you come on again. Maybe yeah, when you drop the second you. book or anything. Ah, but thank Definitely. you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to say or add to those listening right now? Um, no, I think that's kind of it. I mean, like I said, I, we've shared a lot. We've really talked about a lot of things. I'm just, you know, so grateful for you having me on. And, you know, whenever you want me back, let me know. Anybody listening, you know, feel free to follow me on my Instagram at Karmic Currency. Yes, um, I was going to ask, where can everybody find you and connect with you? Yeah. At Karmic Currency is my handle. Uh, you can Google it. It comes right up. Um, you'll find my Instagram. You'll find my Facebook page. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there. I'm, you know, very active online. Um, so anything that, you know, anybody needs. And like I said, stay tuned because 2022 is going to be freaking epic. There's so yeah. many amazing things rolling out. So you don't want to miss out um, on any of the amazing stuff um, that's coming. And 
That's it. Thank you so much, Sati, for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. I'm so excited to see where 2022 brings you. I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes for everybody to find you on Instagram, your website, join your circle, buy your book. I'll put it all there for you then. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode as much as I did, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't following me already, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. I appreciate you so much and cannot wait to see you in the next episode. In the meantime, continue to shine bright and embrace your radiance.